Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Memphis Depay, forward and occasional rapper, played for PSV, Manchester United and now Lyon, won the Eredivisie, the Dutch Cup and the Johan Cruyff Shield. 54 appearances for the Netherlands, finished third at the 2014 World Cup. Did I mention he was a rapper and, of course, author? But let's see what the book club thought in today's The Football Book Club. It really feels as if they've done like a biography of a great historical figure instead of what this is, which is... A very horny 24-year-old. You think you can understand Memphis, but you never shall. You never understand Memphis. I never thought I'd read a book that went from A Child Called It to Patrick Bateman to Kim Kardashian, but I did, and I loved it. Are you in trouble? Homie, you betcha. I'll take a mother down like Darren Fletcher. Hello and welcome to the Football Book Club, the only book club where instead of literary classics, each week we read yet another footballer's autobiography. Less Dick King-Smith, more Dixon Atuhu. I'm James Berg and over the weeks we'll be reading classics such as Darren Anderton's Take Note and Jamie Lawrence's From Prison to the Premiership. But today we're reading Memphis Depay's 2019 book, Heart of a Lion, and reading it with me, a Jack Bernhardt. Hi. Natasha Daniels. Hello. And welcome to the show, journalist, broadcaster, and the Athletics Manchester United correspondent, Carl Anker. Ahoy, hoy. <laughs> that was a terrible clap. Three claps for Carl. How are you? I'm good. I'm good, thanks. I greatly enjoyed reading this book. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good to hear. Thank you very much for coming on. Are you a fan of football books and all Memphis Depay? Um, Memphis Depay, absolutely. He's okay. a fascinating young man um, before I even read this book. Uh, and I've football books. Well, I, I read quite a few of them. They're just books to me because of, of work, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> True. Well, yeah, that's a sad thing because this is meant to be kind of fun, but this effectively just turned into homework for you, Carl, right? <laughs> there, was, there was a point. So I'd finished my last book and I had started reading. Uh, I, I was like 20 pages into reading Ham on Rye in my living room. And I went, oh, God, I meant to be reading a football book. <laughs> uh, Sorry. Slammed Sorry. it shut. Put it down and, and grab Memphis the Pie, which is fine because I've read too much Bukowski anyway. So, um, and this is just generally <laughs> just more uplifting than than um, Henry. That is that is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, I'm not sure. Is it is it as good uh, in terms of literary value? Would you say? Uh, interest. Similar sentence structure. You know. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, Carl, you're the Manchester United correspondent at the Athletic. Previously, you worked uh, reporting on Southampton before mm-hmm. that. How did it feel when The Athletic told you you were being demoted? Oh, man. I was just like, <laughs> oh, I, I should buy a bigger coat because of the rain, right? Uh, right. 
And I'm like, no, you didn't. It doesn't rain that much in Manchester. And then I got to Manchester. And I went, oh, it's, it's it's serious rain up here. What, 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 why is this happening? This is. It, oh, do you does... live in Manchester now then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I moved to Southampton. Ah. Southampton and moved to Manchester to cover, to cover Manchester United. It does is there is there any place you really don't want to move to? That you're hoping they never get promoted, or you just Stoke on Trent? Yeah. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> it's this kind of podcast, huh? Uh, no. no. I'm allowed no. to say that. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We're losing it. We're losing it. But uh, how, how's it been so far? It's been a, it's an unusual first season to kind of come into with it all. <laughs> what are your thoughts on my United this season? And probably the most open Premier League we're going to have in a long time. This is really fun. Well, it's really weird because it's like we're doing the World Cup hangover where everyone is knackered and broken. Yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. But we're doing it before an international tournament <laughs> that's um, true and it's cool. really interesting that not only are we talking about squad rotation in terms of football players but we're also doing it in terms of the sports journalists so I'm in like a job sh- share with uh, the other Manchester United correspondent Laurie Whitwell hi Laurie um, and we are like every month we're looking at the calendar going right you can take these games and I'll take these games because that uh, way we don't get wow. burnt out and we're like a nice little strike partnership <laughs> Jeez. And I'll, I'll drop deep when you go forward. And, okay. <laughs> Does he ever take over halfway through a game and you're like, oh, I can't believe I'm substituted. I was doing so well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ridiculous. pretty much. Yeah. Really? There was, there was, there was during the during the um, the 6-1 defeat to Spurs, uh-huh. there was a point in time where, okay, cool. So this is what we're going to probably write about and bing, bing, bang, bang, boom. And then it gets to 3-1 and it gets to 4-1, then it gets to 5-1 and you feel like the arm on your shoulder is like... <laughs> Come on, tactical rotation. You you can't see uh, my grin on the podcast, sadly. But (laughs) the the more times you mention the Spurs girls, uh, the better for me. Um, Imagine what it's gonna be like next season after the Euros have happened. Yes, you think the Euros are going to happen? That's cute. (laughs) Wow, I haven't been called cute on this podcast yet. I'm fuming. Okay, we're going to go into more depth about the book. We'll be doing a dramatic reading, a quiz at the end, and of course, Ken Zong will be bringing us a chant. But first, the book itself is a bit of an unusual one uh, this week. It's it's kind of part documentary, part autobiography, the way the, the book works. It kind of follows him traveling around, and then it goes into his life and talks a bit about football sometimes. Um, but And obviously, it's a bit different as well because he's still playing, whereas usually we do books that came out, you know, 30-odd years ago, whereas Memphis yeah. is... he's only. I think he was 24 when he wrote the book. He's now 26 or so. Yep. Very young. Um, Here's what the blurb says. Everyone has an opinion on Memphis Depay, but few are familiar with his intense and dif- people are shaking their heads. Does no one, none of you have an opinion I, on Memphis I Depay? Sort of, I kind of forgot Memphis Depay exists after a while. I was like, oh yeah, I know Memphis Depay. Yeah, sort of. I kind vaguely. of knew him from Instagram more than football. <laughs> but to be fair, he has, he has Instagram game. Yes. He does. And when he got Instagram 5 million followers on Instagram... He celebrated by going to the Eiffel Tower and smoking a cigar on on a, in like a rap video. So he's 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 an Instagram almost as much as he is a footballer at this point. I would say. <laughs> Not sure what Leon fans would say about that, but uh, <laughs> okay. Now the time has come for him to tell that story in his own words. His breakthrough at PSV, the fiasco. Yeah, actually, that's not true either. Carl shook his head there. I saw because it's someone else's words, right? Yeah, it's, it's not. It's yeah. not an autobiography. This is no. this is a. It's a biography that rapidly switches tenses and genre and format okay yeah that is the thing that is the most frustrating about this book is that it will suddenly jump to the first person the third person like the second person and yeah. like we're in the future we're in the past we're in the it's like <laughs> yeah so i i haven't well, seen first... tenet but i imagine it's what yeah. watching tenet is like. 
I saw it last night and it's exactly the same. Is <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Memphis Depay is the is in the main role. And then <laughs> Sorry, Tash, what are you saying? No, I was saying the first two pages, he spends the entire time talking about how he's always wanted to write a book. And then I reckon he wrote six pages in it. Yeah. And the rest of it is who is who's the other guy? Simon Zwartkruis. Yeah, he's a Dutch journalist who yeah. basically chronicles everything. But but like like I said, in his voice, in in Simon's voice, yeah. not in Memphis's yeah. voice. Not in Memphis. It's not because obviously we have lots of you know ghost written books and on the show. But it's not it's not here's my story. It's, no, here's Memphis's story, and occasionally he'll talk for three pages, and then his mum will talk, and then his friend will talk, and then yeah. his like life coach will talk. I do feel like Memphis did a sort of control F and found every time it said he. And he put his own name back in because every <laughs> sentence is like Memphis did this and then Memphis did that and then Memphis did this. And it he's, is he's so very good at branding. Very good at branding. Because otherwise halfway through the book, you might suddenly be like, who am I reading about? Is it Gary Monk? No, no, it's Memphis Depay. I remember now. Also, also, we're only halfway through the blurb, so we've already yeah. got this. Many, <laughs> this. I only started the book. Um, so his his own words, his breakthrough at PSV, the fiasco in Manchester, his revival in Lyon, and the Dutch national team, the unending commotion about his appearance and image, his musical ambitions, yes, please, his small circle <laughs> of trusted confidants, and his relationship with God. It's all here in this vulnerable yet powerful and inspiring biography. He said that like a, a like a regional DJ that last bit. His relationship <laughs> with God. Now coming up later, it's Chumbawamba. Yeah. Here's Suba the Traffic. Um, <laughs> I mean, that that makes you want to read it, right? Made me want to read it when I first saw it. I was very confused reading the blurb, right? So this is yeah. and this is the this is the constant thing about this book and Memphis the Pie, the the footballing entity. I won't uh-huh. even say I won't even say the person because I've read this book now. I've gone through it a couple of times. I've even given this to a friend to be like, can you just like, I've, I've sent you a screenshot here and are you also confused? Um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I've also sent it to uh, someone who grew up, in, you know, is from the Netherlands. Been like, Please confirm this is this thing happens in the Netherlands. <laughs> okay. Um, and they're, they're also very confused because the thing is Memphis very, 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 it's very clear from this book that Memphis desperately wants to be an intellectual. Mm-hmm. He considered himself as an intellectual or someone really, really um, important. And there are mm-hmm. loads of segments in this thing about how Memphis had a difficult, hard, unorthodox childhood, which is true to some degree. He's had a really weird, dysfunctional childhood. Definitely. But the way he writes it is he's the only one that's ever had that. And there are loads of bits where they're discussing... There's one segment and it goes, this is the thing about Memphis, where the more you get to know him, the more likely he is to rebel against you. As if he's some sort of mythical. Yeah. <laughs> you think you that. can understand Memphis, but you never shall. You never yeah. understand Memphis. It, it really feels as if they've done like a documentary biography of a great historical figure instead of what this is, yeah. which yeah. is a very horny, very <laughs> miscreant 24 year old. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's, a, that's a pretty good description of Memphis Depay. Sadly, that's not on the uh, front cover of the book, yeah. but um, I think it should be. A Carl Anker, Memphis is horny. <laughs> I, th- I think when I sent you the book uh, w- that we were going to do it, Carl, the, w- you, you wrote back to me in capitals, Memphis has a book, I think was what you said. So <laughs> I think you're as surprised as anyone that Memphis has written one, let alone what's inside it. He's so young, right? Mm. He's so young. And he's like, there is, there is an interesting flow here. 
And uh, speaking as someone who has um, been in contact with footballers about mm-hmm. potentially writing autobiographies, I just don't understand why Memphis needs an entire book rather than <laughs> 3,000 words. Yeah, or an Instagram post. A simple, yeah. An Instagram post would have done most of this. Why? Like, he, he, earnestly, he earnestly quotes himself. This book is so unintentionally funny because he, he wants to be an intellectual and he wants to be important. But there's so many bits that you can half imagine... Um, being said in a Judd Apatow film, and I, it's right. like, like there's so many lines in this book where you can imagine like Memphis is saying those lines to Paul Rudd, and Paul Rudd is just nodding his head. And later on, he'll like whisper to a yeah. friend, "This guy's insane. This guy's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's got a Jigglypuff tattoo. Oh, it's so weird. His no, man, he's an so intellectual. Weird. You'll never understand. He's got a Jigglypuff tattoo. He's got an Aku Aku tattoo. But I don't, I don't, I don't want to be mean because also he's very sweet. That, there's he a is. lot of sweetness yeah. to this book. There's a he huge sweet. amount of sweetness in this book. I mean, let's see. Let's see what Amazon. Let's see what the reviewers are saying on Amazon. The book has 4.6 stars from 20 reviews, including this five-star review from Lumen titled "Raw, Powerful, Gripping." And strap in, this is a long one. You follow the journey of a human being. Name Memphis. He just wants to be <laughs> through hardships, a mother's love, friendships, romantic love, football. Bracket, soccer for US citizens, uh, winky face, from which you get behind the scenes. So cool. Um, close brackets. And of course, his walk with Christ. It's a roller coaster ride from bliss to chaos, then bliss again, then chaos again, and so on until peace. And what is peace, you may ask? It's a gift from the Lord. Go grab that book, guys. Four, <laughs> four people found that review helpful. Okay, let's go straight into the book. Yeah. No foreword, which is very, very sad. Instead, we have a whole segment where Memphis goes to Ghana uh, on a kind of road trip. He, he's, he's going there for a noble cause. He's going there to look after blind and deaf children. Speaking of, oh, as the Ghanaian on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Memphis goes to Elmina Castle, which is a historical monument in Ghana, uh, just outside the capital, where it, it's basically where a large chunk of the transatlantic slave trade happened yes um, and it uh, so i visited there when i went to ghana mm-hmm. um, and it's it's really powerful there's like mm-hmm. a you you're allowed to go into one of the cells and there's like a little door and they say it's the doorway of no return and they're very much you know over 400 yeah. years thousands and thousands and thousands of people were crammed in this room went out that door and then they were just put on ships and, and taken away yeah and it's really moving and the entire time they're in Ghana is really, really interesting because Memphis, and I think we, you know, Memphis has been quite vocal about his mixed heritage. He has spoken to football journalists about how he'd prefer if you just call him Memphis rather than Memphis the Pipe because of the estranged, you know, this estranged relationship he has with his father, mm-hmm. who's Ghanaian. Um, so not only is this trip really interesting because he's going um, for charitable reasons, but he's also going to get in touch with basically his Ghanaianness. Yeah. Um. And yeah. he can't quite do that because he he doesn't really know his dad, and he doesn't. You can't really like go to his grandfather's house, and you can't really go to his uncle's house. So what he's done is is basically going to like one of the most horrific historical monuments in Ghana, and he just sits there, and he's just trying to absorb it all. And it should be a really deep moment, but this is the thing about so many things about this book, where there are so many moments that should be really serious, mm-hmm. but they can't. Because Memphis himself is a very strange person, doesn't really have self awareness. <laughs> yeah. So you, you'll have this bit where he'll like be in really, really deep moments. So he will sit in the the room where hundreds of slaves were taken away, and then the book will go, and then his best friend, the rapper so and so, talks to him, and it's not it's not his fault, 
but it's just that concept of Memphis is gone and one of like the most important, more or less like spirit guides of his life, and he stood next to a rapper named after a dog, I think. And, <laughs> like, and you're just like, ah, oh, you're really sweet, and you're really just trying to find your way in the world. Yeah. But also, you are thought, very cartoonish. Yeah. Oh. I thought that about the last, the last line in that chapter is where he says something about he goes to a field and there's a rickety goal. And he scored a goal in it, but he can't help but mention that he's wearing custom trainers. Yes, yes, <laughs> all the time. Yeah, and it's like, mate, it's, come on. He is obsessed with uh, with material possessions, but I do agree. But, that... but he's not, and that's the really interesting thing. I don't, it, and yeah, yeah, the book makes you constantly go, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, maybe, maybe it's maybe um, Simon is that his name? The yes. the guy, right? Maybe he doesn't do him justice in some ways because. I yeah. think, I mean, Simon Simon does a, I'm, no offence to Simon, calling him out here though, he does a terrible job throughout <laughs> this book. Because it, it, it should really be like a much better, like, constructed book. I feel like there is, I think, as as Carl says, there's a much more interesting book in here, but like just the way it's been created just falls apart. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder how quickly this book had to be turned around. That's fair. And that is fair. It didn't have to be. Didn't have to be turned around for about twenty years. They could just wait until uh, <laughs> till members have finished his career. That probably been the best thing to do. Because they also say quite a lot in the book. Like I know you're thinking it's quite an early time to do it. My publicist told me this is too early. My friends have told me this is too early. Yeah. but I'm doing it now. And then take a hint, Memphis. It. Yeah, if so many people are telling you it's too early, <laughs> it might be too early. This is <laughs> the thing with Memphis. Like the more you tell him no, the more he does it. The and more going, he wants to do it. I just are you are you twelve? <laughs> <laughs> He does think he is Jesus, though. He yeah. does no. think he's Jesus, or at least, or at least Simon makes him think. He wants to be baptized in the River Jordan, like Jesus himself. He's kind of going on this whole spiritual trip to see everything. He describes a baptism as lit at one point. No one has ever oh, described yeah. a baptism as lit. My, ba- my baptism. You've not been to the right <laughs> baptism. Yeah. You've not been to the right ones. Come to church with me. Carl, if you want to re-baptise me somewhere in Manchester, I'm all down for it. But my baptism, I know for a fact, was dull for everyone involved. (laughs) I think he's just... He wants to be important. And Mm. I think the more you get into the book, the more you get into the sadder sections, Mm. it's very clear that he had a really turbulent childhood. And he has got a really close relationship with his mother, Cora, which we'll probably get into in a bit. And I can just imagine there were points in time where things were really bad when they were kids... And Cora is just like, don't worry, you're special. Or, mm. yeah, and I think he's internalized that to a point where he really believes he's special, and and you know, to an extent, he is special. And he he's, kind of is, yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's one of the he's one of the best Dutch football players on the planet right now. He's one of the better <clears throat> football players in Europe. In like one section of his life, he is one of the 0.000001 percent. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. in terms of special. Mm-hmm. The really interesting thing is how is when he tries to put that into other things. So when he's constantly talking about why can't I be a great rapper? And you're like, oh, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or he talks about why can't I be a fashion guy? And you're like, oh, buddy. Uh, he's like, why can't I be an inspiration to this person? Or it's like, here's, here's a rap I did. Here's why, an important tweet I did once. And you're like, why can't I get into film? I could do a film oh, about my yeah. life and I could play myself. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, just great. And I can't, I can't. I cannot knock this guy. I can't knock this guy too much. The way sure. I describe it was... The way <laughs> Let's I knock him a little bit for us, please. Just I would it. say if if my, if my one of my best mates went, oh, I've got... I am started seeing someone. It's Memphis. I go, oh, no, honey, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but if one of my... Or if, you know, my brother or one of my friends went, oh, I'm playing, you know, Halo. 
And then my fire squad right now is Memphis. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll play Xbox in Memphis. I'll have a great time. <laughs> no one whose books we've read so far has asked us to play Halo with them yet. Uh, but but it is a, it is a at least it's a different way of starting the book. It, and it was it was, yeah. it was interesting. It's probably the be- it was probably one of the better bits of the parts of the book I'd say in general. And there is a bit in the first chapter where he gets hit in the groin playing football. So <laughs> everything you could want really. In terms of uh, the way he breaks up the book, there's two very interesting ways he does it. One, pictures of his tattoos. Mm-hmm. Very, mm. very, pretty, pretty cool. He's got. He's certainly got a lot of tattoos. I, I would say that. What did you guys think about that? Look at seeing all those pictures of Memphis's body, every five pages. And again, this is the thing where, like, you can you can see the ideas, and you can see Memphis is really clearly one of ideas. And I can I can imagine the pitching process of this book. So I can imagine they more, more or less did. The trip to Ghana, and then the first chapter was sent off to the book agent. And the book agent went, "Yeah, good, just do that." Because <laughs> the first chapter in Ghana is really good. And then someone went, "Yeah," and then every single chapter is framed about his tattoos and what the tattoos mean to him. Because that's a good sort of air content you, idea and framing definitely, device, definitely. Mm-hmm. And then you 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 read the chapters, and then it's applicable. The tattoos are applicable in maybe three chapters. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They don't, they don't really come back. You made me think of something else. Uh, sorry to bring up The Simpsons again, but it's a bit like when Homer designs that car and he goes, it has to have this, it has to have that, it has to do all these things and it's terrible in the end. It has to have tattoos. It has to have me rapping. I have to go to Ghana. Yeah, it, it all, uh, there is a lot, of, a lot of stuff in the broth that is this book. But anyone have a favourite tattoo he's got? I mean, the, the, the cartoon tattoos are all wonderful and baffling. Uh, they are. Hang on. So, what have we got? We we've mentioned this Jigglypuff, obviously. Yeah. Uh, the, the, Simba? This, the Simba. Simba. Uh, yeah. Uh, Aku Aku from Crash Bandicoot. Yep. Which one yeah. is Aku Aku? The guy. Is the mask. It's yeah, the good mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The good yep, mask. Yep, yep. Yeah. Not the evil mask. Marvin. Marvin the Martian. From. Oh yeah, Marvin, Marvin the Martian. Martian yeah. Is that? Yeah. Which is um, like the guy watches loads of cartoons, and I I can talk to Memphis about cartoons, and this is the thing about why oh, I Rafiki. think Memphis is fun. Rafiki, yeah. oh Rafiki's there, yeah. We forgot about Rafiki. The, the, There's also, Iron Man. Which is why that 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 doesn't fit. Like those that the, the other ones sort of work in the same universe. Iron Man, I don't know. That doesn't work for me personally. Okay. This, and again, this is the thing about Memphis, where he's got a lot of money and he wants to be a designer, and he's like, oh yeah, I'm a man of like fine taste. And then there the, <laughs> and there the Claire things he's done, and you're going, really? So That's he's an, he's an got, interesting juxtaposition there. He's got <laughs> he's got he's got like a, a massive uh, painting of a scene from American Gangster. Oh my god! In his living room, that yeah. was and like, he's like, yeah, American Gangster is my favorite film, and it's like one. It's Denzel Washington. And you're like, it's not Den- It's not. It's not Denzel Washington's best film. It's not. It's not, <laughs> it's not. I forget who directed the film, but I'm pretty sure the guy who did has directed far better films. <laughs> it's not Jay Z's best album. Like you've. <laughs> Yeah, you know, but he, yeah. It, it's not like a scene, like a photo, like a stylistic photo. It is a painting yeah, of painted. a scene. Yeah, from, and I, I think American he, Gangster. I, I think he said he wishes he painted it himself. But uh, <laughs> that's about the one thing he says that he can't quite do justice for. He says like, but, I could be a rapper, also, I could be an actor, but I couldn't paint American Gangster. He seems to the nice sweetness like, of Memphis. Yeah. Yeah, he is. He has a huge amount of ambition. He sort of implies that he could in the future. Like, <laughs> yeah, if he just I'll, put it to it. I'll get working. Probably, I'll get working. I could probably. He paint is that only twenty four. I know. So, you know. Wait until he's painted a few, painted a few American gangster scenes. They've then write the book. Um, but <laughs> the cartoons kind of make sense because he liked cartoons when he was a kid. I think, or he watched that well, when he was having a difficult childhood. It, He'd go yeah. resort and sit down. Yeah. And watch. 
cartoon. That bit is really interesting. Sweet. It is really sweet because it'll he'll be like, okay, so this is my way of escape was going to cartoons because I was living in this horrible house and this horrible like stepfather that he was with was awful. Um, but it is sort of the the juxtaposition is still quite odd where you're like here is an incredibly moving scene about my life and here's iron man aku aku jigglypuff like <laughs> it's sort of hard to be like ah yes this is my these are my devastation tattoos here is a picture of rafiki like you can't that's the thing in its core there is an inherent sweetness that is really, yeah. really and it's a bit like what again what carl's saying this idea of like it's really really sweet and really really moving but it's like five degrees and it's hilarious yeah. and yes. it seems so mean to laugh at him for it but it's also so funny yeah but he has a heart of gold in it and so you you, you sort of by the end you are won over by him because of how how weird and eccentric he is but it's sort of you know that his heart's very much in the right place mm-hmm. oh yeah for every for, throughout this book, I think in the notes I went, this guy is dumb as a bag of rocks. But <laughs> I mean, he's dumb as a bag of rocks, but I'm rooting for him so much. And if anyone yeah. insults, I, if, I, if, if I, I'm, I'm rooting for him so much, and if anyone insults him, I'm like no, you leave him alone. Yeah, okay. we'll be very much on guard then throughout the rest of the episode. <laughs> there is a thin line. Um, yeah, but we liked we like we liked the tattoo section. Other thing he does a lot is he writes little interludes. Which are like voiceovers, yeah. effectively, which kind of pop up, and and he he asks some important questions in them, and uh, about how we should judge our lives, and you know, big philosophical questions. Carl, can I ask you some of the questions he asks himself, please? Sure, go ahead. Um, <laughs> Carl, the the conditions you're creating in your life are they good for you? Yes. Okay. Very. <laughs> Very, very firm yeah yeah okay sure, very sure about that the choices that you make the goals you pursue the friends you hang out with are these the people that who inspire you or are they the type who they who think it's cool to hang out on the sofa with drinks and drugs until six in the morning a bit more specific that one but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i'm good, I'm okay. good. And, and like this is the really fun thing about memphis's book where he's he's trying to ask these deep thought-provoking questions but i'm going Memphis, I'm like nearly 30. I got back pain. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he talks loads about his his uh, mental coach and his, his so yeah. his, like this gentle Jules. Yeah. Juice. 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 Stephen. My apologies. Um, you more or less saves saves his life. I would, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Because you know, there's a time where he's not he's doing okay in football, but he's basically the equivalent of a a pro or a SEN school in mm. Netherlands. He's not really paying attention to school. And this person, Juice, is really, really important. And very clearly has got Memphis to work out a very difficult childhood and how to mm. sort of order his life. Yeah, And it's interesting seeing Memphis try and take those questions and ask them of the reader. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Which is that yeah. really fun thing with Memphis where he, he wants, he want, he's, he's unique in some things that he doesn't quite understand he's unique in. And then he thinks he's unique in some things that he's very ordinary in. I, I hadn't thought about that, Carl. The fact that you say these questions that uh, Memphis puts to the reader and now I'm putting to you. You think that he's just taken them from Eust effectively. They're things what? that Eust have said to him before and now he's... No, I, I think they're just very common questions that um, psychologists and or people of the church will constantly ask. Right? Okay. Like, have, have you ever had the... Con- you know, ever been cornered in a party and gone, oh, you've read how to make friends and influence people because uh-huh, uh-huh, they're doing uh-huh. all of those notes you know i see yeah you're, you're yep. using my name you're touching me you're trying to uh-huh, uh-huh get on with it um <laughs> and i think there, there are points in this book where i'm reading memphis and going oh i see memphis you've i know exactly what church and exactly what youtube video and so <laughs> and that's what? why you're asking me these questions it's uh td uh jakes 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I went off. I, I must admit, I went off and uh, listened to a couple of sermons on YouTube. The man is—he's a very good conversationalist. I can, I can see why. He's, is he, finds he's, it appealing. He's the guy who wants to baptize him, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And he will. And this is the thing about Memphis. Yeah, right? like, he'll get what he, he wants. He might have already done it for all we know. It's probably on Instagram somewhere. Just... If you go back far <laughs> enough, yeah. And, I don't think it's like, I don't, and again, it's not—it's not like he'll get what he wants in terms of like he's greedy, but just no. like he's driven. Yeah, fair play to him. Throughout the book, it's consistent. He's a gym rat. He's always in the gym, and Mm -hmm. he's always working out. He might be late for training, but he always trains, even if he's disagreeing with people. You know why? It's because he's an Aquarius. Oh no! Oh, Oh. (laughs) don't tell her. Don't tell him more. Don't encourage Natasha talking about star signs on the show. Carl, I reckon you're an Aries. I am indeed. How does she do that? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. (laughs) Amy never used to do that. Anyway. uh, (laughs) Talking about, we mentioned Juiced uh, a little bit before. I I mean, the guy Mm -hmm. is a saint. I think we should have a little appreciation section for him. Yeah. Because there's a bit where you says, I was in the middle of a guest lecture at the Dutch National Sports Training Institute. Memphis was crying when he called. I cut the lesson short and drove off to Eindhoven at top speed. He does that over and over again. Throughout the whole thing, he's a really, really good friend. I wish I had a used in yeah. my life. It's like a fairy godmother, isn't he? Yeah, like yeah, a little, much. like a fairly old parent on his shoulder. And he's a really nice. He's there, you know. He's there to this day, or at least in the book. He kind of he disappears yeah. a little bit during the main United era, but then the rest mm-hmm. of it, he's he's a very important figure in his life. Which you could argue is why the Manchester United. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I think is really cool, and it's also really interesting when it it goes to Eustace's perspective, and Eustace goes, "Yeah, there are some times where I am just going to let the I'm going to let the car crash." And there are other times where I'm going to yeah. pull him in because mm-hmm. I can't let him do that sort of stuff. There's a great segment where they talk about Memphis is getting loads of money. And he's like, yeah, and then Memphis wants to buy a new kitchen. And if I let him buy everything <laughs> yeah. in the kitchen, he'd have bought this really expensive kitchen. But I told him, don't buy a new kitchen. Now, it's nice having a parental type fix. Like, no, don't spend all your money on a lot of the books that we read, they have wives that fulfill that role because they're older and mm-hmm. they're telling it back. But in this... Mm. They have that relationship, which is quite nice. Juice is his wife. Juice is his wife. Yeah. yeah. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> that, I mean, very quickly, can I talk about the kitchen bit? Cause oh, the kitchen yes. bit is yeah, the most... Yeah, good. Uh, what, a, what an incredible extravagance that is. Like, it, usually <laughs> people are talking about buying cars and stuff. He's buying, you know, a big cooker. He, he was talking about buying a big cooker and then they say like, oh, we went to a um, a small chain store instead. And, and Memphis was really annoyed at first, <laughs> yeah, having yeah. to go to like a Wix going, I hate, this. I, hate I hate everything here. And then eventually Juice being like, look, there's a, there's an Arga. Do you like it, Memphis? Like, do, do you yeah, think... I, own brand I do, Arga. I do we, want an Arga. We know from, we know from Maya Yoshida's book that um, uh, Dutch stores aren't very good at fulfilling orders on time. So hopefully, yes. that, hopefully that kitchen turned up. I this is why I, I I wonder how quickly it went ahead and whether Maya Shreeli was reading this book being like, like where what? did you go? How <laughs> yeah. did you do this? <laughs> this is funny because there's there's a bit where uh, there's a because this book has a really massively jumping timeline for reasons. There's a bit where Memphis goes, yeah, when I was fourteen, I did home ec because there yeah. were lots of girls in the course, yeah. and then it jumps forward to when he's at Manchester United. He's like, oh yeah, I can't cook. Like, well, like you said, you did home ec. <laughs> You said you did home ec and learned yes. about food tech and learned about you know how to put a home up because you wanted to hook up with girls, and yet later on you say you don't know how to cook. So were you just like kissing throughout? Or... <laughs> I mean, he probably was. Cool. Memphis like... is a very handsome man. So mm, he's a handsome boy. Didn't he learn how to paint nails? That was what. That was the big thing yeah, I said yeah. throughout the yeah. book. Which is like, is that what you do in home ec? 
He's got no. quite a few. He's got quite a few like handyman skills. But also, if you, I, I don't know if you asked him to recall any of them. If you could do it, and like, he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's used linoleum knives and helped fit kitchens himself, uh, and like definitely has done cooking lessons. But I don't know oh, if yeah. you went, hey, can you bleed a radiator? He'd be able to do it. <laughs> There's a great bit where he says, when I was at PSV, I did 200 abdominal crunches every day for two reasons, <laughs> and he goes for two reasons: one, because it made me a better football player, and two, if I had a good body, I'd be able to get more endorsement deals. It's that great, like, Memphis stinks about stuff in ways I just yeah. cannot. Yeah, 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 that's true. I cannot, I can, I would do like two crunches and then be like, I can never do this again, obviously. Yeah. That's Memphis, and that's why Memphis is, I don't want to say an idiot savant, but. Yeah. <laughs> but you why, said that's it. why this book is fascinating in a way that it shouldn't be fascinating. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Guys, it's time for Ken Zong. Um, Ken Zong! Yeah, so Carl, Ken writes chants about uh, old footballers. Uh, First of all, I have a note from Ken. It says, please, please, please don't make me write any more Wigan chants. I've spent so long trying to fit Julius Agahawa into looking back over my shoulder. I fear I'm going to wake up one morning on the DW center circle and I've repeatedly painted all assists and no goals make Emil Heskey a dull boy across the pitch. (laughs) Please. So instead, Ken just wants to write songs about random players. You okay with that, Jack? I think Ken owes an apology to the entirety of Wigan. I, I, I do think you're right. and I think he will do that. But um, before he does that, let's, let's, let's hold fire until we hear what Chinese come up with. Fair enough. This is the tune of Maniac by Michael Cimbello from Fla- Flashdance. Uh, he's a maniac, maniac when he scores. And his name is Gabriella Bonlahor. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. Okay, you can do any player you like. You can Ken. do whoever you want, Ken. Ken Anyone you want. Free pass. Free pass. <laughs> Let's talk about his mother, because Cora is incredibly important. I know you have a lot of strong feelings on Cora, Carl. She's an angel. She, she is. is. Oh, my God. There's, uh, there is a page... Well, very early on in one of the pages, uh, I've just underlined it and un- with just... In all caps, Cora, no! <laughs> because you can you can see the relationship of Memphis and Cora. They're very, very close with each other. Um, Cora had Memphis quite young, relatively. So mm-hmm. um, there's like a really nice, there's a really nice segment in the middle of the book where there are loads of photographs of Memphis's childhood and life. And there's one with like adult Memphis next to his mum as Memphis picks up an award. And you're like, ah. But yeah, Cora's had it hard because um, what was really quite nice is the book every now and again will switch perspective to Memphis's mother. Mm. And not only will it describe Cora being so happy and proud of her son, but also it will describe Cora talking about her love life and her mistakes because Memphis's dad is not particularly nice. Mm. Um, and that's like the first, that's like enough drama for one lifetime, really. Mm-hmm. And there's one segment where Memphis says one of his tattoos is basically like all he left was blood when his dad left and like punched an aquarium. That oh, yeah. punching aquarium bit is so yes. odd again. Yeah, I forgot. About and, it, that. And, it, and this is the thing of that's, and this isn't funny, but the use of the word aquarium. No, yes, yeah, it, it, but it is it, like objectively <laughs> saying he punched an aquarium is funny. But then, like you actually think about it, and it's like, oh, it's oh, really it's horrible. Devastating. It's, it's horrible. devastating, and it's that's that's like enough happen. for one for one lifetime and one childhood. And then there's a bit later on where Cora, well, basically Memphis and Cora move somewhere else, and the next door. Neighbors, it's it's a man with a number of children that aren't doing very well, and then Cora starts going over every now and again, and then falls in love with the man, and that's when I go, Cora, no, don't, no, no, <laughs> yeah, that you was can so help. sad, and it's I... really sad because it, it Memphis moves in with this this very dysfunctional household, and Cora is is very much wanting to help all these young people in the household, and, and like Memphis isn't getting on with his stepfather or his stepbrothers, and it's really painful, and this mm. is where I think. This is why I can't really be like, Memphis is an idiot and he's a bad egg. Because For sure. If you went to Memphis, what's your goal in life? Yeah, there's a bit where he goes, I want to play for Real Madrid. I want to have 100 million in my bank account on the Ballon d'Or. But I think if you really went to Memphis, what's the point of what you're doing? You go, I want to make mum proud. Yeah. yeah. I think that's very true. Yeah. Like the... I'll, I'll get really happy near the end when you know there's another segment in the chapter. And I'm like, I don't understand what perspective this is. And then it slowly reveals this is Cora and Music Festival. And she falls yeah. in love again. Uh, yeah, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes! Raymond! Yes! Lovely Raymond! Raymond, <laughs> Raymond, who is, who is, if anything, is the biggest poet in the whole book. There's a oh, bit, yeah. mm-hmm. there's a bit yeah. where he says, um, if I'd spread all Cora's tears over the farmyard, all the grass here would be lush and green. Oh, Deeply beautiful. weird. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's beautiful. Say. That's a beautiful thing to say, Ray Raymond. It is, and there's, finally, there's like Cora's a... got some, you know, love being spread yeah. around her farmyard, which is nice. And there's, such a, there's such a nice, and again, there's a really nice bit where Raymond meets Memphis for the first time. And Memphis <gasps> is like seventeen, eight. Mm-hmm. and so there's this really nice bit where Cora's like, "Oh my god, I'm so nervous that Memphis is going to meet my new boyfriend." And Memphis, I think Memphis has an like arm wrestle with him, and he wins because he's. because he's done 200 ab crunches yeah right and again this is like the very funny sweet tragicness of it it's like he has an arm wrestle with his mum's third boyfriend and then goes you know what I like you you can stay and then which is it's that sort of dumb why are you having an arm wrestle with this guy but also you need to because you're Memphis Cora is great 
and she's very devoted. There is one moment, though, uh, where it kind of plays in with the religious side of things, um, but also incredibly vivid description of Memphis Depay being born. When Memphis was born, there was a gush of amniotic fluid, Cora said. I felt like my waters were a reference to the Memphis rivers in Egypt and Tennessee, which Memphis was named after. Dennis immediately lifted Memphis into the air. The umbilical cord was still attached and shouted on a high, You're a star, and you'll be an even bigger star. <laughs> I like how you've done that because it's like it's like a an agent saying you're a star, kid. <laughs> yeah, was... You'll be an even bigger star. Let me I tell you. I can't remember who Dennis was, but that is that is. I imagine that probably was the case. <laughs> incredibly, uh, incredibly vivid. But also, I think she should get a new GP in general because when he's doing the scan for her baby, he says Cora would either have twins or an extremely strong child. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how easy it is to mix those two things up. But um, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were having twins, but it just sounds, you've got a very strong baby. <laughs> it's just an extremely a, strong baby. It's not. It's not two baby. people at Maybe all. Maybe he's one of those twins that like ate the other one. Oh, possibly. Yeah, That'd that happens Memphis sometimes, doesn't do. it? He was probably thinking, um, like, oh, for my endorsement deal, I can't have a twin because that will freak people <laughs> out. So I better he, make sure I eat my twin in the womb. He's, he was thinking <laughs> and thinking, thinking for a very long time. <laughs> Does anyone have an out of context Memphis Depay? Yes. Carl, yes. as the guest, uh, please, we'd love to we'd love to hear yours first. It's like one of my favourite openings to, a, to a, a tattoo segment where he describes his uh, pectoral tattoo, which just says "Dream Chaser." Uh, oh yeah, uh, and he says he goes, "I was chasing my dreams, and I wanted everyone to know at the time, and that's why I got <laughs> Dream Chaser tattooed on my chest." <laughs> Again, the man is can't argue with that logic. Near, near devoid of self awareness or subtlety. <laughs> That is a, is, a, is a very good choice. Anyone else got an out-of-context quote? I got one. I'd started eating trash again, this time from two different bins. Oh, that's really <laughs> sweet. Is that I, a I metaphor? Can't, I, can't, I, I can't ask. That, I can't. that one, no, that one, I, I was trying to look for context. I, I, was, I thought it was a metaphor, you, and then I read it several times and couldn't find any reference to bins or any reference. It's not. Yeah, I, I don't remember that just, bit. Are you sure that's from the same book? Oh, sorry. Yeah, this was that's uh, off Andy Gray's Shades of Grey. It is Andy Gray's Shades of Grey okay. when he's when he's barefoot uh, running about <laughs> yeah. um, Birmingham. <laughs> Tash, did you have one? A uh, context quote? Yeah, mine was about amniotic fluid, and you ruined it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I like talking about vaginas on this there's, podcast. There's plenty of time for amniotic <laughs> fluid later. <laughs> oh, Tash, we have company. Yeah, oh, Tash, best behaviour. Um, yeah, uh, we've, so we've been speaking for an hour and we haven't mentioned football yet uh, <laughs> <laughs> but why do we need to this, it's, this is what this book is like though it's just a, yeah. a baffling ordeal of unrelated football things and in fairness there's not loads of football in it to be honest he doesn't really no. get to football until about three quarters of the way into the book when he starts taking his um, he's at Sparta Rotterdam isn't he I think at first then he goes to PSV yeah. I mean, not as if he hasn't had much of a football career. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what I was going to say. It's crazy. I do feel for him, though, like a lot of the books that we read, football for them is their entire life. Whereas to him, Mm. football is the conduit that he gets all the things that he loves in life. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's that's a fair fair way of looking at it. Football is giving him a platform to be a rapper. Yeah, yeah. He happens to be good at football, but... (laughs) He wants to be a rapper. He happens to be good at football, but he wants to... I didn't realise that was a way in. I didn't know that was be a, a way be, be a Be a hat wearer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only oh. a famous hat wearer. Should we talk about the hat? Yes, uh, we have to. The most cause... dramatic part of the book. Again, we've been speaking for football for about 10 seconds. But uh, 
<laughs> it's, it's hard to do a dramatic reading because as we mentioned the book just this story goes on for about seven chapters kind of <laughs> different different parts of it all the way through but um this dramatic reading is called memphis to pie where's a hat uh, I'll read the beginning of it. Feel free to interject whenever you like. On the top floor of, ho- of his house in Eculi, Eculi, a village to the, to the west of Lyon. Lyon? France? Uh, <laughs> Mem- Memphis, <You're> is- okay? <laughs> Memphis is standing in front of a rack of hats. He shakes his head, sighing. Even now, he can't understand how a hat can cause such a huge fuss. It went on for days in newspapers, on talk shows and social media. The gist of it was if you wear a hat when you arrive at the Dutch national team's hotel, you're asking for trouble. Is that true? Yes. Is yes. that so, oh, okay? So oh, Carl, Carl has Carl. inside inside I, knowledge. There are so many. Th- Imagine having to explain to Memphis that actions have consequences. <laughs> yes, just, I, I can imagine. Juice must have had three or four times. Like, no, you people can see you, <laughs> and what you do has consequences. So there, there are tiny bits where you know, there's a bit where it goes where all these friends are going. Maybe you shouldn't buy Rolls Royce when you're playing for Man United because everyone's watching you. And he's like, nah, you know. And, it's and the English press's problem for just looking at me all the time. Let me just live my life. And then was like, no, maybe keep a low profile. That's a very good point. And I mean, a hat's not quite as uh, showy-offy as a, as a Rolls Royce, I wouldn't say. He, so this is, and again, this is the thing in Memphis where he doesn't, he, you can draw added attention to yourself. So mm. he, he is of the opinion that because I'm a footballer, I'm always going to have attention and, and like, eh, screw, screw the haters. Fine, good. But also, there are things you can do to make things worse. I think he doesn't quite grasp that. So we know for a fact when he was at Manchester United, Wayne Rooney took him aside two or three times and went, "You know, when you're playing on 23 games or you're playing youth games because you're not in the first team, just take it easy. Like keep a low profile, wear your club stuff, and just, and wear a regular car. And then Memphis will turn up in a quarter of a million Rolls Royce. And Rooney's just going, "Oh man." <laughs> um, and, and and this is the thing where like you can ima- there are so many times where Memphis is doing stuff and you're going, "Oh mate. <laughs> in that exact cadence. Yeah. And he constantly brings up Cristiano Ronaldo, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah. He goes, you wouldn't stop Cristiano Ronaldo from doing this. He's like, Cristiano Ronaldo not only does 200 crunches every single day, but does his activation training, and has won a Champions League, and has won another <laughs> Champions League, and has won another <laughs> Champions League, and has won a Euros. You are 24. <laughs> That's true. And I've never seen Ronaldo in a hat anyway, that I can think of. Anyone remember? Yeah. I can't remember Ronaldo in a hat. No, but it's the thing. Like, there's, there was, there's a very, and this is what I found really interesting because Memphis loves Ronaldo and clearly wants to like get Ronaldo and like, had the big moment where he wore the number seven shirt at United, which Ronaldo wore. And he, he's talking to Wayne Rooney, right? Mm. The guy who, Wayne Rooney, who was also really good at his football and saw Ronaldo and went, you know what? I'm going to play on the left so Ronaldo can do more stuff. Sure. <laughs> I like, yeah. saw Ronaldo up close and saw Ronaldo do the press-ups, do all the hard work, turn up from bad teeth and flared jeans and doing too many step-overs and like turned himself into this hardened machine and goes to Memphis, mate, love what you're doing, love the fact you're doing all those crunches, very clear you work hard and train, just don't turn up in a car and you'll be sorted. And Memphis goes, nah. I got to. And it's, it's like, ah, oh, it's so close. <laughs> yeah. Do you think if he hadn't turned up in a Rolls Royce, he would have been a success at United, though? I, so one one thing that's very clear is, I mean, as talking about football journalists, Memphis was just done by um, an injury to Luke Shaw, which, mm. tactically speaking, Luke Shaw getting injured made his United career harder because there was a really important partnership there. Um, and then Van Hal is a very deeply esoteric man. He once got out his testicles in front of Bayern Munich mm. um, as part of a team talk. Um, mm. Bear in mind, at the same time, Memphis and Van Hal at Manchester United 
um, someone pulled Marion Fellaini's hair and then in the press conference afterwards Van Hal went you should only pull hair in sex macochism oh yeah I remember that yeah remember that? yeah right. Van Hal's weird Van Hal's weird he's a strange guy he loved Van Hal That's... at first though he loves Van Hal yeah. in Ireland and, this, yeah. and uh, this is another weird thing we're like Memphis very clearly meets people on the first instance and they get on with him and then maybe on two or three they don't and Memphis doesn't understand why he's like well, I was friends with Van Persie before and now he's called me a dickhead what happened I'm like Memphis maybe something you said or did your actions have consequence and he just can't understand that if you want to have a low profile and you want to be liked you maybe shouldn't turn up in a very expensive hat <laughs> or Louis Vuitton trainers with wings on them but this is but sticking I, to the I, hat <laughs> let's stick to the hat for, for the second if that's okay yes um, it, it, we get we get we get a description of the hat he says look at it look at it here's the evidence of my crime Memphis says cynically taking a brown hat from the rack nothing nothing too showy about a brown hat is there I can't imagine I've been to he says at one point he wants to wear a sombrero so <laughs> I don't think I feel like which, that it definitely would have been worse if he, if he turned up wearing would, a sombrero oh my god, there would be different problems if you turned up wearing a sombrero <laughs> yeah. like it doesn't matter how also do Louis Vuitton do sombreros yeah I'm not you'll sure you'll find a way <laughs> yeah. what, I re- what I really like what I really like is he goes he goes it's you know it's quite a restrained con- specimen in comparison to the rest of the collection there are dozens of hats hanging in here in all shapes sizes and colours Memphis puts on the brown hat and looks himself in the mirror people got so worked about up about this it's a nice hat even though it's a bit boring for my life. Yeah. <laughs> and then you turn the page, you turn the page, and you're like, okay, this is kind of surreal. And like, you've ri- you've raised a very good point. You you wore something expressive, and people criticise you for not being professional, despite the fact there are bigger issues in the team. Good, fine, good point. You turn the page. Back in the living room, Memphis picks up his iPhone. I've written some lyrics about it. <laughs> it's still very rough. But this is what I've got so far, and is that sort of? It's inc- yeah. He- you've written a rap song. <laughs> no. About the time the media criticised you for wearing a hat. And and what a rap song, as well. We could, we could have a dramatic <laughs> rap instead of a dramatic I mean, reading. No one's done oh. this. I'm I'm quite happy to read. I'm quite happy to read the lyrics. Uh, what's nice of people under, like under dramatic music? Uh, I don't know how this will go to our dramatic music, but I'll give it a go. What's nice of people like me and you? We're all the same through and through. But I get more crap thrown at me because I bring it all on myself. Half the country called me arrogant because I showed up with a hat on. That's fucked up. Things ain't what they used to be. I did it my way, is what Frank Sinatra would say if he was wearing a hat. Which is a really strange sentence to end the rap on. If he was wearing a hat. <laughs> I mean, you could argue that the first part of the rap is fine. It's, it's okay. Yeah. The end is like a comedy. It's like you would end a comedy song that way. If he was wearing like, a hat. If he, was, if he was wearing a hat, this would make sense. Yeah. I haven't listened to any of it. Does anyone listen to his raps? Yeah, yes. I've listened and- to quite a lot of them. <laughs> any good? No. <laughs> You're not a fan. Uh, in, 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 terms, in terms of the canon of footballers rapping. It's pretty good. Yeah, he's he's one he's one of the best footballers I've ever heard rap. Better than Andy Cole? Yes. Okay. You know he has dedicated beats. He knows how, how modern rap sounds, and he can approximate that quite well. <laughs> but he wants. I, I've never heard a Memphis song on that's a rapper. I've gone. <laughs> I've gone. That's a footballer trying to rap. Surely um, you haven't heard Gazza's Geordie rap, have you? Then I'm guessing. If you're I saying that, he's, if you're saying that Memphis is one of the best rappers of all time, I'm pretty. Please listen to uh, Paul Gascoigne's uh, canon Buddy, of work. I've I've listened to so many of these rap songs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Who's the worst football rapper? Uh, Zlatan. Is he a rapper? He tried to do a Kanye verse that time when I interviewed last time when I interviewed oh, him, and he was no. terrible. Really? What did he try and rap? I asked him. It was the week that Kanye had said that he was God, and I asked Zlatan who would win, and he went, mm-hmm. "He can't play football, but I can rap." I was like, "Go on then." So he tried to do some, and it was nah, good. Why did you say go on then? Why would you do that? Oh, who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Come on! No, I think at that point, Tash, you say this interview is over. No, 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 no. no, no. If Ibra wants to be ridiculous, you push him to be more ridiculous. (laughs) Exactly. Do you know what is really cute though that I realised? So since this book came out, um, he has released a new song. Mm-hmm. And it's 2 Corinthians 5-7. So I had a look what that actually is in the Bible. And it harks back to chapter one because it's for we live by faith, not sight. And he donated the money to the blind children. Uh, okay. Is, like, so you I can't think... slag off this song because he's doing it for noble reasons. It's just crap. There, there, is, <laughs> yeah, there, is, a, there is an internal logic to everything yeah. that just does. <laughs> Even if you don't realize it, or even if the order of that internal logic doesn't make sense, so there's so Memphis now has a he has a popular celebration where he sticks his fingers in his ears, yeah, and he's been doing it for basically since he left Manchester United. He did it at Leon, he did it there, um, and now he talks as if the celebration with these fingers in his ears is in support of his charity, but uh. the charity came, but the charity came after the celebration. <laughs> So the, char- the celebration was initially, I don't want to listen to the haters. Yeah. And then as he got, and then as he got more and more into his Christian faith, and someone said right. you should to give back, he came up. You know, he, he he's retrofitted hey, why it. You, why don't you go back home to Ghana and help those in need? And then, so, and then I think you can you can almost see him like yeah. look look at something and go, hey, well this is how I celebrate, <laughs> and I could help those people. And I'm a, and you can almost see him have, go like I'm a genius, and also that is mad clever. Yeah, it's mad. It's so clever. It, right. It's clever now to be like, it why feels, do you celebration? It, it feels clever, but it also feels a little bit gross. I don't know. <laughs> like it's sort of like doing that to symbol, like putting your fingers in your ears to symbolize like being deaf. I don't know. It just sort of seems a bit like I don't know. It maybe it's a bit ham-fisted, but it's also the logo of his clothing line that's about to come out as well. Ah. <laughs> because that. Is Memphis the that is that is that is the oddity of Memphis the Pie about how he can both you can at, at the same time of being incredibly altruistic and really helpful and trying to do good he can also come across as quite crass. But I, I, again, I think the heart's in the right place. That's good. Yeah, I can't knock the kid. You I want him. You, like, you I, don't I have to. Reading this. You don't have to. I finished reading this. Going, I'd, I'd have you back at United, mate. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you do you do you really think that? Nowadays, do, do, do you honestly think you would have Memphis back? Because when Memphis was there before, he, he was he was very poor for United. He scored twice really early on, as you remember, in the in the Champions League, and then disappeared off the radar basically for a year and a half. Would you really want him back? Yeah, I just I think he's nice. <laughs> I I just think he's neat. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's the way to go though with football. Like I'm often like I just want people who I like to play for my team. Uh... That is what I like. And and I mean you can't talk. You got Jose Mourinho as manager. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I, I've, th- I've thought that for many years, and now I'm realizing it hasn't got me anywhere. Liking players, <laughs> like, 
So now I'm very, I'm very much uh, You're just... like a mercenary suddenly saying, oh, what do you give me? What do you bring, bring on anyone? Memphis? I'll take it. I'll take anyone at Spurs as long as we win something. Actually, that's the point. <laughs> the bit where I went off the book uh, halfway through uh, Memphis Depay writes, Tottenham's a great club, but it's not absolutely top notch. So that's when, um, that's when Memphis died to me <laughs> at that moment. Um, but uh, yeah, that's interesting. You say that, that you'd have him back at United. I, I know he's he's obviously been linked with Barcelona recently, uh, and he's been a very different player since he's been at Lyon. He's much more kind of Carlo right in thinking. He's very much uh, plays centre forward for Lyon as yep. opposed to playing off the wing anywhere like that. Yep. And would you? Would, I guess it's a different position to what he played at Man United, so maybe yep. it fits yep. the knees better. He's he's very. But again, this is the really cool, really fun thing where in the book his conversion from a winger into a forward is described as some sort of great triumph as sort of a the manager has finally understood if you build your team around Memphis Depay you will flourish whereas for like tactical reasons he's not that good defending and yeah. in the modern game if you want to play wide you have to track back yes um, which is that sort of Memphisness. yeah Memphis writes about everything from a position of strength so everything everything good that happens to Memphis is because he's good and everything that ba- ba- Everything bad that happens to Memphis happens for bad reasons or because people don't understand him. Mm. So like Memphis moving up front for Leon and for the Netherlands has saved his career. Well, it's like taking his career to another notch because he's not very good at one thing. So if someone's gone, you've got a weakness. I'm going to move you there rather than you're really good at this. I'm going to make you do this, which I think, I think, you know, when Memphis redoes this book when he's 30... I mean, I'll, I'll definitely read the book when oh, he redoes it. When we're he's buying this again when, when he re- he does this book. Yeah, because like, he... As long as he's nicer about Spurs, I'll buy there it. Is like, there, is, there, is, there is clearly like another layer of learning he's yeah. about to meet. I want to I see... I want to read the book where Memphis wins a major title in one of the top five leagues. I want to read yeah. the book where Memphis gets married. I want to read the book where Memphis has a child. Hmm. Um, I want to read the book oh, where gosh. if the Netherlands win something because there is mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. even though he's 24 he's 15 yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah, and he'll forever be 15 <laughs> he might be uh, he's yeah. a good boy he is he's a good boy he's a, good that's boy. A, that's he's a, a lovely good boy that's a very nice way of summing it up I think Carl maybe you'll get that move to to Barcelona at some point that'd be pretty cool wouldn't it you, you never know Memphis that's the fun thing that's true yeah. anything could happen maybe he'll turn up at Port Vale <laughs> yeah <laughs> every chance him and Tom Pope up front would be a pretty lethal strike partnership I don't know you really gonna move Tom Pope wide for him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did this book change you just quickly uh, Tash what did you think I never thought I'd read a book that went from A Child Called It to Patrick Bateman to Kim Kardashian, but I did, and I loved it. Great. Jack? Yeah, I think it'll stay with me forever. Okay. <laughs> I think I'll ever be able to stop thinking about it. I mean, Carl, you, you enjoyed the book, I think. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. I've yeah. quoted it two or three times on Twitter since. That's good. <laughs> um, to me, it was a little bit like judging the Bible. It's a hard thing to, to kind of judge. It's such, a, it's such a pure story the whole way through it. And yeah. You must have made Memphis very happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Uh, we're 10. trying to get him on the. We're trying to get him on the uh, podcast next week. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. We're going to read the Bible with him. Uh, <laughs> C- Carl, um, what would you give it out of ten? Six going into a seven. Well, oh, we could do it's, six. It's, and a half. it's 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 quite it's quite short. It's it's two hundred and forty fifty pages long. You can read it in an afternoon. Yep. Um, it's it's unintentionally funny. Uh, <laughs> you you do you do feel for everyone involved in the book, and and at the end I've finished it going, yeah, I want this guy to do well. So nice. So say six and a half. Call it that. Yeah. Six and a half. Yeah, yeah. Tash, how about you? 
I'm going to go a seven because I feel our scale is slightly different because we've read so many crap ones. That, for <laughs> me, this this was this was up there. Yeah, I'm also going to go for a seven because I didn't know what to make of it half the time. It really is a is a roller coaster, but um, it, it's going to stick with me. So yeah, seven. Jack, uh, I'm going to go six. Okay. Uh, only because I, I think I love having read it, but I didn't enjoy reading it, if that makes sense. Okay. I find it, it's quite a baffling book. It's quite hard to read. Yeah, I think you're right. So that gives it 26 and a half, six and a half, roughly, just over six and a half. Okay. That's, that's pretty yeah, good. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly what Carl rated it. So Carl is, <laughs> Carl is the mean scorer. Um, for this week's <laughs> quiz, you're all named after important people in shaping uh, who Memphis uh, became today. Carl, you're Bishop T.D. Jakes. Uh, Tash, you're our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, and Jack, you're Dick Advocat. Okay. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, question one. What video game character does Memphis have a tattoo of? Apart, uh, from, Dick Advocat. Uh, apart from the Crash Bandicoot one. French video oh, game character. <gasps> Dick oh, Advocat. Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ. Oh, uh, Dick Advocat got in there just before you, Jesus. Sorry. Yep. Uh, Rayman? Rayman is correct. He's got a Rayman tattoo. He's got a Rayman tattoo. He does. One point to Dick Avocat. Come on, keep up, Jesus. Um, <laughs> no, question number two. Where did Memphis's dad work? Uh, Bishop TJX. Yes, Bishop. Uh, a caramel waffle factory. Very good. Very and good. That is that is such a stereotypically Dutch thing. Yeah. That it seems <laughs> ludicrous. Question number three. What footballer does a young Memphis get his photo taken with? Oh, um, and he treasures uh, Dick Avocat. Yes. Uh, Pierre Van Hoydonk. Very good, very good. Oh. That is the correct answer. Because he because he turned up in a uh, in a helicopter, and I remember thinking that in in Feyenoord, and so did Jersey Dudek, and I remember thinking, is that how they transport all uh, <laughs> in Feyenoord, <laughs> just via helicopter? D- well, Dudek, I've done very well on that. I'm going to end it with a quick game of real rap, fake rap. So I'm going to tell you some lines. <laughs> you got to tell me if this is a real rap by Memphis Depay or uh, or not. Oh boy, Carly, look. Uh, t- I don't know if you're like terrified of this or no, i'm terrified <laughs> okay <of this>. oh. <laughs> that's good question number one seems like everybody's wishing for the same shit they want a rolly in a chain oh yeah oh bishop T. jakes yeah. that's that's real that is real from um feelings by memphis uh mm. question two i ain't falling for that trick think i'll pass like michael carrick bishop T. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah yep, i'm gonna say it's fake yeah. although that's that's it's nice, nice, right? Nice, yeah. Thank you very much. That's, um, that's a little rap called Michael Carrot by James Bug. Um, <laughs> I know you got diamonds. They're shining, but I'm not impressed by the diamonds. Impressed by the Christmas gift I got from Brian. Oh, um, Dick Avocat. Yep. That is a real rap because he mentioned no, it's Brian. Not. I no, I is it, who is Brian? Brian? It is real, and yeah. that was that is no. thing that's been stuck in my head. Like, who is Brian? Yeah, why is Brian in this bit why of the rap? Why is he getting presents? Well, that is from, I never. That's from No Love by Memphis Depay. Question four: Are you in trouble, homie? You betcha! I'll take a mother down like Darren Fletcher. <laughs> <laughs> You had too much fun with these. I'm, yeah, exactly. not, I'm not playing this game. I was, I was very, very bored. Very bored last night. Um, Bishop TJ Jake says that's fake. Is, is correct, Bishop. You, what you don't think Memphis the Pie quotes Darren Fletcher all the time? <laughs> I'm not even sure if they crossed over at United. Uh, and finally, I will go down with this ship. I won't put my hands up and surrender. That's Dido. Jesus <laughs> says. <laughs> wow, nice. Very good. good it's Dido. That, that is white flag by Dido. White flag. <laughs> um, at the end of that, oh, I think it was a tie between Bishop T D Jakes and Dick Avocat. I think overall, yes. uh, the, yeah. ri- the rivalry that never dies. Bishop T D Jakes <laughs> versus Dick Avocat. Thank you so much, Carl, for coming on. Did you have a great time? 
I had a Thank great time. Oh, we love you. Love you. Yes, you've, uh, you've earned more as claps. As long as you keep bringing books that are on the 300 pages, I'll definitely come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you won't be reading yeah. Jason McAteer's epic with us, okay? Yeah. No, no, absolutely not. Um, th- thank you. You're welcome back anytime. Anyone's any thoughts on the book? Message us reviews. Follow us at Footy Book Club on Twitter, Football Book Club on Instagram. Review the podcast. Subscribe. Follow us. Any last words, anyone? Uh, yes, it's this segment from Memphis okay. on page 77. Wow. Where he says, uh, sometimes I don't think, I just do. You see on the pitch, who shoots for goal from the midfield line? I just do it without thinking twice. Beautiful. Oh, and on that note, do it. thank you very much, Bishop TD Jakes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you all soon. Goodbye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Football Book Club. It featured James Bug, Jack Bernhardt, Natasha Daniels, and Carl Anker. It was produced and created by James Bug. Thanks to Memphis for writing the book, but where are they all now? Well, Memphis is still very much a footballer and very much only 26 years old. He did, however, teach himself how to paint a scene from Scarface in watercolour. Cora and Raymond are happily married and very rarely mention amniotic fluid these days. Eustace is still the world's most patient man and recently stopped Memphis buying a solid gold patio and took him to B&Q instead. The hat is still on Memphis's wall and hasn't been worn since, and Dido hasn't released a song in far too long. Come back, Dido. We'll see you next week for more Football Book Club. Until then, bye-bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code Buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.